You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooligans, in segment number one, we talk about the MLS playoffs, the knockout round. We also argue with each other about <laughs> how the MLS should be run, a promotion relegation debate. You know, maybe Ted Westerville gets involved. Oh, Who God, knows? No. In segment number two. Oh, in segment number two, we talk about so many things. We talk about the first leg, the Angelina Jolie for some, the Kathleen Turner for others. The first leg of the next round of the playoffs. Was it good for anyone? Uh, yeah. If you were home, everyone else did pretty terrible. That and more on this episode of the Cooligans. Hi, this is Kyrie Shelton from New York City FC, and you're listening to the Cooligans. Yeah, everybody. What's up, guys? Oh, boy. Cooligans podcast. It is uh, it's here. It's here again. Yeah. Uh, you know, people have tried to shut us down. And they will not. Week after week. But they're like, oh, yeah, we, we can't control the internet. Yeah, that's right. You can't hold me down. <laughs> can't stop us now uh thank you for listening uh my name is christian polanco that is, is your name and my name is alexis guerreros uh we are the cool it's actually guerrero someone gave me uh shit for that uh when i was in i was in arizona this weekend and they were like uh <laughs> guerreros isn't it guerreros and i was like yeah but when you say that you sound pretentious like you just did right now yeah, i wouldn't say it's pretentious yeah, but you don't go. Uh, I'm, you don't go. I'm Christian Polanco. Yeah, I think you're you're, you're very. It, but to call it pretentious is is more. It's really more about white people's sensitivity. You are, like the American sensitivity. You don't want to. No, make, I just think the general way of saying it for most of the people I speak to is Alexis Guerrero. That most of the people you speak to are. White American. Well, I married not- one of them, so I'm kind of stuck there, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah you have to pronounce it the no, way but she, like, your wife does. As a comedian, when you come on stage and there's a, a person, whether they're white, black, Asian, anything other than Latino, yeah, or knowing Spanish, you're not going to go, I'm Cristian Polanco. You're going to say, I'm Christian Polanco. Are you not? Yes. You, you not so long ago, but filmed you, a 45-minute special. Uh, someone brought you up to that. Someone brought you up, right? Who brought you up? Christy. Christy Cello. Yeah. She pronounced your name how? This is on your the own special. Pro- the way she pronounced. But the, I, I'm not arguing that whether, like, that. It's it's called, um, what do they call it? Like, Co- code switching, right? That's, like, the new term where you adapt to the the environment that you're in you say you speak the way the the people in your environment speak and that's and that's i understand which is true like when i go back to newark i'm like what up homie i don't say that when i, I walk into a deli and i understand that but what you called it pretentious to say your name correctly it is a bit so that's and i that's where i disagree to I, call it pretentious yeah. suggests that you don't want to hurt the feelings of the people that you're saying your name to no i think you don't want to make them uncomfortable it's not making them uncomfortable it's expecting someone else to now say it in my native tongue if if i if i was with a group of other latinos i wouldn't be like uh don't say alexis that's pretentious i'd be like you know to someone who clearly doesn't have the tongue fortitude or whatever you want to say <laughs> to be able to roll the r's in my last name i'm just not going to do that to them okay so but but i still don't think it's pretentious because that's how you say your name and there is some pride in that right that but you know what my buddy who's from poland when he's in this country he's not mark chin he's mark tin and that's fine <laughs> And that, that's fine, but yeah. if you wanted to go by the way his name is pronounced, then it is the onus is on the people who are, who know him to say his name correctly because that's how he, what that's why yeah, he wants he, to be called. Why would he want to be called Marchin when he's here? 
when that's the maybe Polish he, version maybe of he does. Martin. There's a lot of names that are that might be. You know, there, there's some names that are complicated in an English tongue. And, and oh, don't I know it? I live not far from an Ethiopian restaurant, and one of them was like, "Hi, you know, well, I'm just going to say fake names. Uh, you know, hi, my name's Steve. Hi, my name is Janet." And the other one was like, "Hi, my name is like." And I was like, what up, homie? And I didn't know what else to say. I'd be like, you're, I was like, you know, you're, you're Kyle now. But see, but what I do is uh, when somebody says uh, like a complicated name or something, I mean, I hear it at first. I, I'm like, wait, what's your name? I just want to make sure I get it right. Right. Of course. Well, it's what we all do. We don't just sit there and go, nope, not anymore. <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah. So, so it's not pretentious of them to want the, so to somebody say their, uh, you know, their name correctly. So it's just this, this. Uh, apprehension you feel towards I don't know that it's an apprehension I just so think it's, it's like saying your name like if you look you don't care about your name but some people do there, there are some, I wouldn't say that I don't care about my name no, either but there's some people there's some guerreros in, in the world that of want course. their name pronounced guerreros exactly the, the way it, yeah, in their native and tongue sure so they're not I wouldn't call them pretentious I, would, I wouldn't say they're pretentious <laughs> but if they sat there like in a business meeting uh, and everyone would be like by the way we have to say you know whatever uh, you know but you're associating you know, Echeverri Guerrero. So I'd be like, I'd be like, just just say, <laughs> like, if you're in Japan, they might say the R's wrong. But you know what I mean? Like, do we have to give them shit for it? But look, look, the example you just used, you even said in a business meeting. So this this business meeting, the business meeting world, you're <laughs> yeah. implying is this non-Latino, non- No, no, no. Okay, let me, yeah. we a, if we're in a non-Latino <laughs> business meeting. But you know, most business in America is done in English. That's just a general language of business done in this country. So I'm not sitting saying that all the people around me are not very functional and, and successful <laughs> Latinos that have broken through the stereotype. I've never said that whatsoever. But maybe the conference call is on and we're supposed to be speaking English in an American way. So, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and, and that's look, there's certain I, I would say there's a certain demeanor you may that that your demeanor may change in that environment. But if you want to be called whatever you want to be called. People should call you that. So, and there's nothing. I don't. I don't disagree. About. It's almost, well, it, that it, part I disagree. With. It, it's to it's me a bit much. To me, it's similar to uh, you know a transgendered person once they once they you know change the gender or or, or uh, they go through that transition and they feel that they are a woman. They want to be called a woman and by the correct pronoun. And and some people do. Oh, feel I agree. It is pretentious, but I don't. I don't, I don't feel think that it's way. pretentious. I don't think it's I pretentious look- for them if they if they feel they are a woman, then address them as a woman. Yeah, that's not a problem. But if you all of but a sudden, ro- but rolling the R, that's no. just way if too much. If you told me your gender is is a sound that I have to make every time, I'm gonna go no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'll give you woman. I'll give you whatever the fuck you want, but I'm yeah. not going to all of a sudden sit here and come up with, you know, a, a special, I'm not going to, you know, make a fart sound with my armpit, roll my R and make a fax machine sound to, yeah. just to, just to, just to placate you. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I love that. That's the equivalent of rolling your R's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> that it is, is such, it's, it's so difficult. This it's is so, now six minutes we've been talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And this has nothing to do with soccer. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. You know, but we got to get, we got to clear this. This stuff up we gotta clear the air yeah <laughs> how dare we go about our business without letting people know how i feel about look if you say guerreros i'll be like yo man that's awesome but i'm not gonna force someone to do it uh sure that's yeah that's fine like, i give you i give you uh st- you know whatever uh, i i make fun of you for the way you say uh chicago you know 
Well, that's the right way to say it. <laughs> oh, I, I am saying it wrong or right? No, or... you're saying it right, but you're obviously saying it wrong. Like, you're not saying it wrong, but you're saying it wrong. You get what I'm saying. So you want people to say, I don't know. I, it seems like you want people to say your name incorrectly. That's a, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, I don't mind. Anyway, uh, I am uh, Christian Polanco. <laughs> and I am Alexis Guerrero. <laughs> Mi gente. Wapa. <laughs> Can you hear us? These microphones were salsa dancing. Thank you for listening to the Cooligans. What a week in MLS. Oh, man. It's been, you know, and this is this is the exciting part. This is the playoffs. This is the postseason. Yeah, this is pretty hot, man. This it, is what, you know, they added a lot more teams like a few years ago. They made it so that the top six in each as opposed to the top four in each could get in because this is the ratings boon for MLS. Yeah. So it allows a lot of more teams that maybe shouldn't be in there. But the other thing it does is it creates some amazing, you know, Cinderella stories. Not a lot of them this year, but there's an opportunity for them, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been weird. Even in in the knockout games, the... I don't want to say Cinderella. There were... I mean, there were some, I guess, upsets. So, you you know, the lower seeds beat higher seeds. Yeah. uh, You know, in some matches. But for the most part, I mean... There weren't too many surprises. That's yeah. That's I mean, there were there was Montreal, one major one. Montreal was probably the big. Okay, the, maybe two. There were two very rather large, um, you know, uh, surprises. What was the second one? Seattle. Seattle. No, no, it wasn't. Seattle was the higher seed over uh, Sporting Kansas City, so that wasn't too crazy sporting kansas city they finished the season uh you know kind of weak the last yeah. uh you know they won their their last match of the season but for the most part they weren't doing that great seattle was definitely hotter they're a much though, hotter team even, and that's the that's a, you know how do you feel about this now that you've been through an entire season of the premier league that's the way that most soccer leagues in the world are run right you somebody wins at some point you know, based on points, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there is no postseason. There is no uh, playoffs. It's a very standard. Well, you're mathematically now the champion. No one can beat you even if you lose out. So now you win. Uh, Leicester City winning, you know, a few matches before the end of the season. Uh, This is the other version. You know, we didn't get to see the playoffs last year because we're NYCFC fans, even though we talked about it. How do you feel now? What do you what do you think? Because a lot of people, David Villa in particular, saying he could see a lot of European clubs or leagues start to what you know implement the playoff system well this is exciting for for the just the american system of of sports you know because yeah the 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 eight seed in basketball you know the knicks in what 99 i think right it was eight seed and they made it to the nba finals so things like that can but is that good is that good that the the team that gets hot at the end of the season whether it's good or bad it's exciting but what do you think what do you think about is that good or bad i mean i'm asking you specifically that because then the other thing is like does that make in in an EPL or La Liga or really any other major leagues? Every match is important. Every single match, maybe the first three yeah, or but four. Th- but in the MLS, it's like just finish above that red line, and everyone has the same shot. You know, uh, I would say it's tough to say if it's good or bad. Well, do you think it I minimizes mean, like, the first few matches of the season? I think it does. Um, it, it may be. I, and I mean, obviously, it does. The, the, yeah, it makes goes, them meaningless goes, the, almost. 
no, it doesn't make them meaningless, but it does. It makes them less meaningful. But for the sake of look, what what what's valuable to to the American uh, uh, viewer to the networks is, is it's really just how many people are watching. So that that's yes, it, that's the, the 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 main purpose. Right. So if you get an uptick from the playoffs, then that's, that's enough they, justification. That's all they really care about. But, but it changes the way you play the game. Yes. You know, if you don't have that pressure on you to win out, especially without a balanced schedule, and this is what the proponents of promote and relegation are going to say um, if we don't have it where we don't have a single table at, at the very least proponents of a single table if we don't have a single table where let's say the supporter shield is the most important um, then everyone else doesn't really have to you don't have that pressure on you to win out every week and to fight for your position and and to do all those things that are sort of you know uh, you know a stable staple if you will of uh, you know the European game or the South American game Look, I I think it's just different cultural philosophies. I, I think we're not True. really... True, but not, does that create a lesser player? Does that make it easier to be an American soccer player? Is this part of why maybe it's such a learning curve when they go to Europe or when they go to South America or when they go to Mexico? That's... I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to, like... What 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 would be evidence to to uh, sort of make that claim or, or to prove that claim? I I don't see any real evidence because look in in the playoff systems of other uh, other sports it, when when the playoffs come around, look at the New York Giants when whenever when they are in the playoff, they are a, a horrible team during the regular season. But when they, when they come in the playoffs, all of a sudden they have all this like this this surge. I mean, you you just said the evidence right there. Then then the Giants D line uh, doesn't have. The, the 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 pressure on itself to perform from well, day no, one. Definitely the pressure. It's not about pressure, but um, the quality of the player. You just suggested that. Does it make a weaker player? Well, they counteract. Uh, the more pressure is on you, the better the player you're going to turn out. You know, pressure creates diamonds. That's how that's how soccer is done everywhere in the world. It's pressure to stay in the academy. It's pressure to make the first team. It's pressure to stay on. It's that consistent high level but of pressure would, that you I have would, to meet. But I would argue there's more pressure in the playoffs than in the regular season. But, of course, which means that the regular season has less Less intensity, you have less of a work ethic because you can sort of, you know, walk through the regular season or at least yes. a good portion of it because you're like, we just have to make it in the in the end. And because of the cap, we don't have the ability to just sit there and sell players and bring in new ones. So you almost are guaranteed a job. So you can almost sleepwalk through the first, what, quarter, maybe, maybe even half of the season if you wanted to. Uh, maybe give up in certain matches. This isn't going our way. We had a rough night. I'm just going to stay here, do what I can do, not injure myself, and then go home and we'll play better next week. Yes. You can't do that everywhere else. But you can't do that in the playoffs either. Right. So you can't do that for a small portion of the season. <laughs> what I'm saying is in England and in other places, it's pretty much the entire season from the beginning. Maybe the first two matches you can sort of find yourself. But other than that, you're literally fighting for your position because they could just go buy somebody. They could just do anything else where you don't have that ability here so does that create softer players you could tell from my argument that i believe maybe a little i i, I don't know if I, I i don't think it necessarily creates softer players because of the format that we're playing but uh, but i do i would say yes the cap and things like the, the other rules in mls can yes create weaker players because yes there is less competition you know, there's there's not too many people that are competing with you to lose, you know, your sixty five thousand dollar 
soccer job. Do you know? Right. It's just there's not because if, well, if like, anybody I'll take sixty four, you know, like, <laughs> no. But if there's anybody of outside quality, the gate, like come on, if there's anybody of quality, they're gonna they, they they're getting interest from leagues that are gonna pay them much much more money. So no, so my argument is no. I don't think the format is devastating to the quality of the American. I don't think it's devastating, but I think it's, I think it's, I I struggle for the word I'm looking for here. Uh, big shocker. If those of you listen to this podcast, but, uh, I'm it's, it's, you, I mean, you're saying it has a real effect, a real influence, a real influence. Yes. On the player. And you disagree. I, because here's the thing. Think of the percentage of players that make it to this pressure cooker that you're saying is similar. That's a very small percentage at minimum. It's 60% of each division. Yeah. At minimum, that's, I'm sorry, that's at maximum. And those uh, half of those teams are gone, not a half, maybe, uh, what, 40% of them are gone after the knockout rounds. So think of all the players that don't ever get that experience, whereas in the Premier League, you know, you could be on Sunderland right now, which looks like a garbage team, and they're getting that pressure every single match. It's creating a better player. Maybe, but that that's... What do you mean, maybe? No, I mean, but, it's literally been... The, but, but these, these things have been talked about for All I'm decades. saying is that it's really b- about what is... Uh, like like culturally sort of what is the what do they want like yeah. do they want a better player maybe that's not the case it's they want more viewers so i know the I priority is I, not about the quality of the 100 percent. i think they're putting that aside for the purpose of getting a better viewer because they're saying if we become a much more successful league we can we can implement all of these things that you want yeah 100 percent. you're right but, but they're I, I don't i don't think you know tomorrow you know ne- next season MLS goes into promotion relegation and they and they have that system. I don't think we're going to see immediately a, a a greater athlete, a greater soccer American soccer player. No, and uh, athlete, I hate that word no, for the purpose they, of talking about they, soccer because that's they, not what's important. There's so many other things in place that that uh, stifle the quality of of American players. Right, is, and and that when I think of the first remedy to make the, the, the American players better, I don't think let's get rid of the playoff format. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't think it needs to be got. I don't think it needs to be gotten rid of. I think more important would be a balanced schedule. Okay. But you said it wouldn't be in the top of the list. Do you know what would be on the top of your list? Have you ever thought about this? Uh, if you could, if you were, if you were Don Garber tomorrow, youth, youth, youth academies, investing in that, like following the FC Dallas, uh, formula for uh, like and which I agree. I think more teams should do if they focus on that. Whoever's the head of FC Dallas should should write a pamphlet or or a presentation and send it to everyone in the league, and everyone should be forced to follow. That would be similar to like Germany did. Yeah, that would be the the first thing that comes to mind to to improve. Uh, you know, the American player, and I would say they should make it where mid season implementation of academy players actually add to your cap. They actually not only do they not count against it, you get uh, whatever allocation money. Let's say youth allocation money. Let's just throw another yam. Let's throw yam on top of the tam and on top of the gam. Now you got yam. Yeah, you got a, a whole lot of yam. It's like Thanksgiving up in here. All right, <laughs> you've got yam on yam on yam. Rappers are going to start talking about yam. It's going to be a whole lot of things. You now get more money towards your cap for implementing youth players because I think that that's going to create pressure for the folks that are already in your twenty three. 
to know that there's these kids that are good that can come up here and take your job, which there's a way of adding that pressure without having to do away with the cap, which I don't think they're ready to do. Well, I mean, we have the ideas. I mean, MLS did we solve everything? I think we just did. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure, but I think we should not only be the Cooligans, but we're also American soccer saviors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's l- go over some of the knockout games. That right. We were just talking about we the playoffs. Just about- the first thing you do is, what is this? This is five or six, right? What do you mean five or six? The, the knockouts. This is, uh, f- no, it's uh, three, four, five, and six. So three, six, play each other. Oh, and that's, four, so five. that's right. I'm sorry. The first two get a bye, so everyone else plays each other. Exactly. So uh, we'll start with Toronto uh, against Philly. Uh, the first, uh, yeah, I, I believe this, this was the first knockout game played. Yeah, this is clearly the beginning of Toronto's resurgence. And the, the big issue with Toronto was all of the injuries. You know, how are they going to play? You know, oh, Javinko never played with Altidore. As soon as Altidore came in, it was maybe two or three matches, and then Javinko got injured, and blah, blah, blah. It, it looks like it didn't matter, okay? It looks like it did not matter at all. Yeah. This is such a stacked team. This is the new LA Galaxy where I'm watching the match, and I'm like, how is this possible in the cap? <laughs> how do they have this many people? They uh, they did look really good. Uh, they won 3-1. to one. Philly, I mean, no one really expected. We were talking uh, last week. We didn't really expect Philly to get no. out of this. But like them and DC, I kind of like, oh, now that they're here, maybe they'll make some noise, you know? Uh, Philly just looked outmatched. I mean, there, there wasn't too much. They, All over the place. They can do. I mean... It, Philly probably they most likely were going to lose this match, but it didn't help the, the just mistakes. They just made mistakes yeah. that cost them. Even players that have been amazing, like Rosenberry, was out there making mistakes. Look, he's a rookie. He's this is his first season, up for rookie of the year. We just found out. Yeah, incredible player, and I think he has a bright future. Clearly, this was a this was a, this was a bit much of a moment for him. You know, he seemed to have you know made a couple of mistakes, which you know the the I mean the big mistakes were from uh, Ken Tribbett. Uh, oh my god! From Philly, uh, just he was out there river dancing def- <laughs> in def- front of the goalkeeper. Really, just really poor defense. I mean, it, it was the reason probably two of those goals happened. Right. Uh, the first one, a, a ball just bouncing in the box. Andre Blake goes to play, just to, just misplays it, uh, and Altador, you know, yeah, like sort of rainbows it behind his head, yeah. and then Altador, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Javinko rainbows it into the goal. It was one of those weird. You know, like they were their elation wasn't that they scored, that they actually found a way to make that work. Exactly. This isn't something they went over in the training ground. This <laughs> was just but see, these are these are the, you know, sort of lucky bounces that you need in order to win an MLS Cup. And it's a little scary that Toronto, as stacked as they are, are getting these lucky bounces. Like, no, no, no. They yeah. should be working harder. I mean it's like a beautiful guy who has money and you're like, How am I supposed to get And like a large penis. Yeah. He's like, and how he many was, how many yeah. good things yeah. you have going? Why are you wearing bicycle shorts? Oh, I can tell why you're wearing bicycle <laughs> shorts. You know, Jesus. You've never had HPV or herpes. Good God. Altador, you know, I, I would say Maybe that first one wasn't very lucky. I mean, it was definitely a mistake by Tribbett, but uh, Altos are just a big dude. I mean, every the last, ever since he's been back, yeah. he's just been too. He's been just stronger than everyone. What, what is it? Uh, uh, Eleven goals in fifteen matches. I mean, he's clearly. What I'm really impressed with is we were talking about off air. Um, is you know I remember him from his Red Bull days, not incredibly a lot, but I remember every highlight I ever saw of him was just him massacring the ball into the back of the net. He was just a, he was fast and he was a ripper. That's all he was. Yeah. He ripped as hard a shot as he could. He has learned 
through some really tough, you know, goes just how to use his body size because he is a monster of a man. How to use his body size and, you know, the technicality with his feet. He has both of these playing at such a high level. That's a very dangerous center forward. You know, someone who could turn their back to goal and you just you can't muscle him off the ball. Yeah. And has the ability to turn turn around and play you directly, you know, play, come at you. He is such a weapon that. I used to want him off the national team. Now I'm like really excited about his inclusion in the national team because he seems to be figuring it out. Like when he was at Ozzy Akmar, you know, he was just sort of running around people. He was using more of that. Now you could really see him use because, you know, MLS is much more of a physical league. Defenders are much more physical or they actually care here as opposed to the editor of EC. Um, and you could see him really using every one of his attributes to score. And it's incredible. It has been uh, impressive. Yeah, he's, he's he's a he's a threat. He's definitely just uh, uh, and when we saw what he did to NYCFC. Uh, but look, look, yeah, Toronto's. The, the, they're they're hot at obviously at the right moment, but I, I, I would Tell me about it. I would argue that I you know I don't think they they're getting some lucky breaks, but they are playing very aggressively and they're and they're causing mistakes. And, yeah, and and we saw that with Philly. Bedoya got one goal for Philadelphia Union. Obviously, uh, they wanted more from this season, but you know they 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 ran into a powerhouse. There was not much they they were going to be able to do. Right, and I will say that I'm going to start pulling back on saying that you can't come in mid season and be functional or effective, because I think we've seen that across the board. Uh, just that that whole rumor is or that that effect is gone. You know, Alejandro Bedoya has been absolutely incredible for them this season. He only gave them half a season. If you're a Philadelphia Union fan, you know, uh, you know, Marissa Pilla, uh, you know, who came on here with us. I think all of them maybe in that conversation that she was still unsure they were going to make the playoffs. There's so much that they're looking forward to next year. Look at everything they were able to get out of the draft and everything they were able to bring in. If they continue to do that, if they continue to find Rosenberries out there and they continue to bring in guys like Bedoya, even not even all the way like, you know, I know Tranquillo is leaving or uh, Tranquillo because he's not uh, Latin. Um, you know, uh, if, if guys, if they can find a replacement for him and bring other guys like that in, they're going to be such a wonderful team they to watch. A lot of promise. I think I, I think even next season, I think they 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 are in the playoffs again. I think they have a lot, yeah. to, a lot to build on. But look, last season they were terrible and look how great they, they got in the playoffs this year this is a positive ending for them definitely so uh next up uh the seattle sounders against sporting kansas city big, uh, big game big game i mean very big very, game. very very intense uh oh the energy i you know i gotta be honest being those are the two teams you gotta love playing for either of those two clubs because man those fans those fans at SKC were just going. No, nuts. The, I'm sorry, at Sounders, at, 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 just Seattle. going nuts. And you know, SKC would have been just as lit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's such a. It's got to be great to play for either of those. Clubs. Uh, Seattle wins one nil, kind uh, of, <laughs> from a goal of Nelson Valdez, uh, who who has did not score all, all season. season. And if as you ask, <laughs> Phil Haber also did not score <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah, there was a. Uh, if you didn't see the post game uh, interview. Uh, it was posted on YouTube. I forgot. We played the audio before well, this. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, Fel, uh, Felhaber was just the uh, the level of sarcasm. I mean, and you won't find it it's stronger in like a, a 12 year old girl. No, I mean, no, not at all. <laughs> it was really. You couldn't roll your eyes harder than he was talking. His anger is like. 
you can feel him white knuckling like yeah. his car keys or something in his pocket. <laughs> he was as angry as anything. And they're saying this is his last season in MLS. He's being looked at by some other leagues. You know, a clearly, clearly a high level of a player. So yeah, over, you hope he sticks around. But man, he uh, was, yeah, he was he was not happy. Look, most people were not happy. There, there were a lot of controversial. Even Seattle fans have to admit that that was offside. That was so clearly offside. Look, the officiating is something we've talked about so many times. So, Get it straight. I mean, there, there was a goal uh, taken back from uh, Matt Beasler, who you know was barely. Off, I mean, like off a, a set piece. slight shoulder offside. Yeah, was, he he was offside. And look, the fact that the linesman saw it, like good on good yeah. on him. Like great work. Where was he? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, I believe it was like almost like eighty third, eighty fourth minute. You know, a, a cross by Joven Jones to Valdez, uh, and Valdez is clearly offside. I mean, much more than Beasler was. Way more. And uh, the flag stayed I mean, down. an entire body offside. Yeah, maybe like a half a torso, you know? No, it, had, it was more than that. It was one leg was not offside, and that was it. One leg and one arm. That's right. We're all that were not offside. And the thing about... You know, the Seattle Sounders is I'd like to see them advance anyway. They're a very exciting team to watch and obviously a great fan base. I can't say enough how much Joven Jones has been integral. Now, I haven't watched all season, so I don't know if he's been integral the entire season. If you guys are Seattle Sounders fans, let us know what you think. Uh, email us. Let us know what you think of Joven Jones. Just watching these last two, the first leg of the of the playoffs, uh, you know, the next round and the knockout, yeah. he is just so integral. And really, a lot of their players just step up, man. You got Ladero and you've got Alonzo. Shouts to both my nationalities right there. You know, Jordan Morris, who we panned. We panned him on this podcast. And Damn, he's standing up and saying, "I'll take care of this on my own." He did look great. I mean, one, that's what you mentioning uh, Oswaldo Alonso. He, they, he had a yellow card, and there was a, obviously another controversial tackle that he made on Felhaber. He should have had a red card. He, uh, you know, and it's tough. I, you know, I, I, if you've seen it from like a couple angles, it, I mean, it really does look like he gets the ball first. I mean, it's really hard to tell. He does get. He does hit. Phil Harbour, without a doubt. Yeah, but it, it looks like he got the ball. It was kind of similar first. to uh, kind of similar to the the red card at, and the Red Bull match, which we'll talk about uh, later. Yeah, it's kind of similar, but you know, it. I know you're saying he got the ball first, but if he got a straight red in that moment, would you be surprised? No, I would be surprised. Yes, I would be surprised. If that, he got that, a second yellow, would you be surprised? No, I wouldn't. Have, not a second yellow, but that's it. Was definitely not a straight red. It was from the the, the angle that the referee is looking at. So he's basically looking at it from. Uh, sort of b- at an angle from uh, b- behind behind the, player, behind the player, which is behind the ball. It's it, it it's it's you don't know you yeah. don't know that's that's so he had to go with like a gut decision. He's like I'm not gonna yeah I'm not gonna g- change the game so dramatically right. He he didn't know it wasn't he wasn't sure. And you see that a lot. You do see that a lot yeah. in every league where they're like, look, it was iffy, but that's not enough for me to say yes. Take this player off the pitch. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And also, if if Alonso doesn't have a yellow card. Already, that's a yellow. He gets a yellow. Yeah, that's a yellow right there. Yeah, so it's, look, the, the ref didn't want to, uh, d- you know, like basically determine the result of the game. He's right. so that's why he didn't take him. And maybe if he had three warnings already, maybe that's why. But I didn't see the the ref warn him in that moment. And I think that's where you get a long conversation, especially since he's the captain. You know, that's who typically the ref is supposed to be speaking to anyway. Yeah. You have a long conversation. Go, look, that should have been a yellow. I'm not going to give it to you. But one more iffy and you're getting that yellow. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? Look, uh, Kansas, the, the Sporting Kansas City fans, 
were absolutely furious. Oh <laughs> my god, of course. Uh, I mean, there was a lot. They were philhabbering. There, there was a lot uh, going on. It, it, my favorite thing about the just the knockout rounds were just like all the shade being thrown. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Montreal <laughs> and DC. Montreal and DC. We'll, we'll talk about that. But I mean, one of the uh, things was uh, a a mantra on DC uh, uh, on Twitter. DC were they were complaining like oh Montreal's uh, time wasting yeah they're wasting time they're wasting time and uh, uh, Montreal uh, responded by saying but uh, not wasting chances but not wasting chances <laughs> and this was back when they were like I think they were up like three zero and that was know? and it was great but they, also with um, Sporting Kansas City they were complaining about. Uh, the offside and they, they tweeted, uh, Oh, but it all evens out in the end. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and they were showing, uh, Valdez, uh, offsides. Right. And then FC Dallas responded to them with, uh, the goal last season. Right. The, with the ball that went over the line and the keeper cleared it. Right. And they didn't give them the goal. And when the ball was clearly off, so this was last season in the playoffs. Yeah. This was last playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Season. So, uh, and it's great. Yeah, it was great. Whoever's so, handling the social media, I don't care if they're all in a room together. It is entertaining. This is great. This could be housewives where we know it's fake. It's still entertaining. Yeah, because FD Dallas just uh, responded with the picture of the of the keeper kicking the ball when it's clearly over the line and just put, really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? It all leaves oh, out? Oh, word? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I love it. And, the, you know, this is what the league needs to do more of is embrace this part of the culture of the fans, yeah. of the banter. Man, this is great. You want to see your clubs doing that. Exactly. Just shade being thrown back oh my god oh my it is freezing here yeah. it's all this shade we need to stop covering everyone <laughs> with all this shade <laughs> uh so speaking uh dc against montreal uh look they're at rfk and dc united heavily favored in this match especially after montreal just lost like three nothing in their final game didn't you know they were down four nil at one point in this match it, this was crazy this was yeah i mean they're I think what their center back scored, you know, Taylor Kemp. Yeah. yeah. Taylor Kemp scored a beautiful, you know, like a long range shot. I yeah. mean, Lamar Nagel scored. I mean, this happened all in the 89th and 90th yeah. minute. I, you know, that it, the, the match was long gone at that point. Uh, you know, it, the, Toronto, I'm sorry, Montreal is one of those clubs that is dangerous when they want to play. And it seems like this whole Didier Drogba thing has sort of unified them to the point where they're like, we're going to show them we're not Didier Drogba and 10 other guys. Yeah. We're going to go out there and show them who we are. And I can't think of a player, maybe besides Altidore, that is hotter right now than Piatti. Piatti is playing. Piatti's great, but also uh, Matteo Moncosu. Moncosu is finishing what Piatti's doing, though. (laughs) Moncosu out of nowhere, which, you know, there's people talking about, like, oh, this was a big risk for, uh, what is it, Biello? Uh, Mauro Biello, yeah. Mauro Biello to to have trust in him, and, you know, he's he's disappeared in matches before. (laughs) Well, apparently all he needed was a little bit of this pressure we were talking about before. Yeah. Because, damn, him and Valdez have shown up, you know? Yeah, and that's, like, uh, I guess, like, the cool story, you know, and and it's it's a okay. You look at it as look how much they're succeeding. I think you look how much they failed in the past. <laughs> sure, well, look, it's uh, it's it's, it's who uh, we are. Half, yeah. half you know, uh, half glass empty or full, yeah. whatever. Uh, it was look. The, uh, uh, Mancosa and Piatti were great, and they they both scored. Uh, yeah, uh, they both got braces in this game. Uh, I think the the bigger story is how DC fell apart. I mean, I I don't know how uh, defensively. You, you, especially you're at home, like you, you would, you're at RFK. I mean, I, you're right. It's embarrassing. Yeah, that's the big story here. It's embarrassing. Uh, 
they should have went in with a bit more confidence. It should have been a bit more dominant, and they just didn't show up. One hundred percent. Especially, I get. Look, losing is losing. That's fine. But losing, being down four nil at one point. Look, once they were down, I think two. Uh, they were really attacking. They couldn't. They couldn't handle uh, Montreal's counterattacks, and uh, and and it was just it was a, it was disappointing to see, especially from a team that had such a a, a hot uh, latter part of the season. Yeah, I and and I think the big issue is, and this goes back to all American sports. This is something that maybe you don't get accustomed to if you're not a fan of American sports. But the idea of resting your players before a playoff. You know, how, how does a bye week hurt you? You know, we're going to talk about that with NYCFC. But, you know, resting those big guys at the end of the season like DC United did in their last two matches or in their last match, that you don't do that. Soccer is a momentum rhythm game. And we're seeing, I mean, you know, I know sometimes it works, but I think we're seeing right now that, you know, resting those guys at the last in the last game of the season has hurt DC United. And I think that's part of what it did. Maybe it's a little bit of rust. Maybe it's a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, infamiliarity with each other. Is that a word I might have just created? Unfamiliar. Unfamiliarity. There you go. Uh, but that any little bit of that confidence shaking is terrible for your club. And this is, I feel that's exactly what happened to DC. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know what game plan they went in with, uh, with Montreal, but they, uh, yeah, they whatever just, it was, was wrong. Completely yeah. outdone, man. Yeah. It, uh, yes. Just a bummer. Yeah. You just, even just like as a, a, a fan of, of soccer, you just, and especially a, a knockout, you know, one and done game. You just expected them to come with a little uh, bit more. Yeah, This was their moment. This was their moment to yeah. prove that the last half of the season was really them. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they, uh, they failed. Dr- uh, dr- the, yeah. The more news with drug, but yeah, he didn't. Uh, he, th- there was he a was lot there. He was there yeah. tweeting from the game, uh, which, yeah, who knows? Like, it's just so strange. I, All I, of this is. I don't know what's going on with him because it, he, he's apparently fit enough to play, but didn't uh, want to be not in the 18. Did not, yeah. And then. Or not in the first 11. And then they also mentioned, like, oh, he has a back injury. I feel like they're just lying. Yeah, the back injury is clearly yeah, a lie at this no point. <laughs> He hasn't played in weeks. I, no. I, I can't imagine it. But look, what an, what an illustrious end to your MLS career. He probably doesn't really care that much. He cares enough to be there, though. I'll give him credit. Which you know who doesn't care as much? Where's the rest of Montreal? Why were there so many empty seats in that building? It's a playoff game. Oh, you mean like why didn't they travel to RFK? Well, I'm sorry. I was talking about the because uh, he was at both oh, matches. Okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, yeah, we're gonna yeah, talk, we'll talk about, about that in a the second. first like the, the the final knockout game is uh, LA Galaxy against RSL. Uh, RSL. I'm, I thought they would play just maybe a little bit better. They didn't, yeah. they didn't look really good. They didn't no. have many chances. LA Galaxy kind of. Uh, you know, even Landon Donovan started. They had a. Uh, uh, they they just looked. Stronger, yeah. I mean, it's another stacked team, and you know, I look at I look at guys like Jao Plata, and I look at guys like Movsisian. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to pretend to uh, say I his first name. I know, right. I know, I said that part right, yeah. but I wasn't even going to go with the first one. Uh, but you know, I was looking for guys like them to step up, and let me see what you got. You know what I mean? And the, I mean, the person who really stepped up was uh, Boateng. Boateng was looked incredible, and this Emmanuel is Boateng. This uh, is the galaxy. Yeah, this is what someone who has both pace and and, you know, foot skill. And a very large forehead. Oh, my God. Now, that hairline is Stephen A. pushed back. But uh, Stephen A. Smith. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. You go to yeah. your, your barber and you go, yo. Uh, let yo, me get the headphones. Let me let me get the Stephen A. He's like, yo, I got you, fam. Yeah. <laughs> and he just weed whackers the first half of your head. Uh, looking at someone like 
Boateng, it's like, this is someone who you probably don't prepare for. You know, you're reading down the list of players yeah. and you're like, oh, we're going to let those guys beat us. He's one of those guys that you say that and he will beat you. You know, he does fade in certain moments. So you hope he fades. You know, if you're if you're playing against him, you hope he doesn't show up. But man, when he does, he was, uh, you know, he was great. He cut through all the RSL defenders for, yeah, he did. for that one goal, which he is did just... what we've hoped Steven Mendoza would do all season as an <laughs> NYCFC fan. Yeah, I mean, Boateng has, uh, you know, you know he's like as small as Jovinko, but he just has, he's just stacked. Yeah, like, he is a, he's just he's like a, a stocky fella, stocky, yeah. strong. Uh, he's like a, he's much more of a bulldog. Yeah, you know that's uh, you know that superhero Puck. No, remember Puck. Uh, the one from Real World, the the bicycle. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's like a Marvel character. He's just no. like a small man, but he's just like dense, you know. Uh, and that's that's sort of what. Yeah, book. he's like a little juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, see, okay. I can. Well, I know some yeah, nerds. You stuff. read a comic book? No, right? I just know it from the uh, <laughs> video that was really popular like ten years ago, <laughs> yeah. where the guys, you know, the the oh, this helmet too big. <laughs> you don't remember that? I don't remember. Oh, that. I'm gonna play it for you before <laughs> the next one. I'm gonna play it just so that the next. It's hilarious. He like, damn bitch. He would come in. It was hilarious. It was okay. a bunch of dudes from Harlem. It was hilarious. So, uh, but Boateng, yeah, he did. Uh, he did shine. He got we got one goal from uh, Alan Gordon, and then two from both. Which Alan Gordon? <laughs> this guy. This guy is like, he's our Jamie Vardy in the sense that. Jamie Vardy last season, everyone's like, how is he doing this? He doesn't belong here. That's kind of how I feel about Alan Gordon. I mean, I like the guy. I'm sure the guy's a great guy. But you watch him run. It's like a Clydesdale out there. Yeah, he's, He doesn't have pace. He doesn't have foot skill. He doesn't have anything. He's, what he does he's is pretty he, tall. I mean, he is like. He's height and he finds the he finds the back of the net. And you can't, yeah. you can't hate on that, yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, he has like that, uh, you know, that striker's mentality. He just know to, he knows where to be. Yeah. position uh but wherever that position is he's gonna get there slowly yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean let him give him some time, <laughs> him some time. Be, he knows where he needs to be he'll get there he's, come on give him a break <laughs> uh he's yeah. doing it as best he can so yeah uh, la galaxy win this one uh wins this one pretty easily uh yeah it rsl yeah kind of mid-table year the sort of the entire season they really didn't uh look so so great you know no you, they didn't uh but they yeah they just got out done uh, uh, Galaxy had all the uh, confidence and energy sort of backing them and and they, and they took advantage of that. Yeah, and I think if you're RSL, you know, you're you're going into next season, you're keeping Plata, you're keeping Mo Sissian, who clearly wants to stay. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. What is it, Javier Morales, I think? Yeah. He's the other one that's also really good. And, you know, you, you look at that and you say, how can you build around them and, and start to find a replacement for Kyle Beckerman, who's starting to look a little bit his age, you know? And I know he's still going to get opportunities with the national team and whatnot, but, you know, he's not exactly, uh, he's not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah, I mean, Beckerman just needs to, you know, start a weed dispensary already. Uh, it's so funny that, with that hair. Everyone just assumes. <laughs> I assume it every time too, and I don't think he does. You can have a fortune. I know. Just his looking at his picture would make me want to buy weed. I don't even smoke. I'd be like, yeah, I'll buy those I'm cookies. Sure, sure has great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably the best. <laughs> the commitment you have to be to be a white guy with dreadlocks in Salt Lake City for uh, for as long as he has. I yeah, mean, it's been years. Years. Very committed. He's skillful. <laughs> we we applaud you. We applaud you. Uh, all right, Eric. All right, uh, we're gonna end this segment and get into the first leg of uh, all the playoff matches uh, in the second segment because ah, uh, just a <sighs> lot of lot of ups and downs and heartaches and heartbreaks. Just unbelievable. Uh, no, uh, uh, all the home teams uh, won. Yeah, in these first legs, just crazy. I don't think a road team scored. Actually, a road team did score. 
Did they? We'll talk about it when we come back. So if you're not a fan of MLS, now's when you should be watching. Oh, you no, I don't, think, I don't think a road team scored. No, yeah. no, no road team no scored. No road team scored. Alexis is right yet again. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Hey, what's up, Christian? Hey, Alexis. Hey, what are you wearing under your pants? Oh, I'm wearing uh, some just some Mack Weldon <laughs> underwear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should have talked about this before I asked you that. Uh, good thing I didn't, uh, you know, show up just uh, com- going commando. commando. Yeah. You think, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Um, totally ruined Cooligan's Corner. I feel like I'm trapped in Cooligan's Corner. I'll tell you this. I'm also wearing Mack Weldon underwear, and I just got back from a trip. I brought all three pair that I have with me on the trip, and uh, so I didn't. I didn't have a chance. I was in Arizona. Very hot, right? My body has now regulated itself to the New York City winter. Mm -hmm. So I get down there. I am sweating profusely. Uh, My underwear took a beating. But because I was wearing Mack Weldon, it still smelled like I'd never (laughs) wore them. It almost fools you into thinking you don't have to shower. Yeah, I've never even heard the phrase, my underwear took a beating. I never heard that (laughs) sentence before. (laughs) Well, you don't swing like I swing, my friend. Uh, (laughs) No, it's been great. Uh, I, you know, we've been using Mack Weldon stuff for a while now. And uh, yeah, every time I play soccer, always play in my Mack Weldon underwear. I love the, my, honestly, I love, also love the Mack Weldon uh, undershirt. Uh, also, has the same, you know, like qualities where it doesn't uh, pick up any smell. Right. Uh, so you never, you know, you never a big gross turd uh, after wearing, you know, Mack Weldon stuff. No, in fact, I brought my, uh, I brought my, uh, my, my sweatpants. They're not actual sweatpants. They're like those joggers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so they're cool. They, they look like you could wear them out. They were a little too warm uh, to wear out. So I actually wore them when I was like lounging around in the uh, hotel room before I went to the wedding, which why I was down there. Why would you wear your sweatpants out? You're, you're not, you know, a high school girl. Yeah, uh, but uh, I want people to think I'm young and hip. Back. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but you know, like the joggers are now, they're casual yeah, they're, they're, yet, but still formal, you yeah. know, maybe not formal, maybe formal is the casual enough to wear outside. Uh, and I was about to wear them, but it was just too warm out. So I was like, you know what? I'll just keep this. I'll lounge around. And I don't know what material they're made out of, but they're so, they're so comfortable that I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest with all of you uh, listeners. Uh, I wore them without the underwear underneath. That's wow. right, baby. Great. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's almost. They that's... took a beating. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I just feel bad for everyone around you. More than yeah. Anything. Well, it was just the wife. But even she was like, "I'm gonna go see what's in the lobby." And I'm like, "I'll be right with you. I'm not allowed to leave." So, guys, if you want Mack Weldon underwear, sweats, undershirts, they make absolutely amazing they make polos too. Uh, right? Make amazing stuff. You have one of the polos. They're great. Uh, go to MacWeldon.com. Uh, pick up some stuff. Make sure you use the promo code COOLIGANS and you'll get 20% off. Absolutely. And they also make socks, which are incredible. I have both their athletic socks and their dress socks. Neither one of them, nothing I'm wearing stinks anymore. It's incredible. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but they managed to you, do it. You, on the other hand, you yeah. smell awful. Oh, I'm still terrible smelling. <laughs> but the clothes I'm wearing, once I take them off, you're like, it wasn't the clothes. Yeah. It's just him. Now we know for sure. Yeah, it's his terrible body. Thank you, uh, science. Thank you. Thank you, Mac Weldon. <laughs> thank you, Mac Weldon. Uh, again, that's COOLIGANS. You'll get 20% off. Go to MacWeldon.com. Check it out. We love it. Can't talk enough about it. We're back, baby. We're back, guys, uh, to talk about the first leg of the MLS playoffs. Yeah. Hot, hot week. Oh, it's one hot leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a... Just you, like that amputee you did in college. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, the, the Angelina Jolie dress from the Oscars a couple years ago. With that that's one what leg, it was. That one leg out. <laughs> Damn, that's one hot <laughs> leg. <laughs> You know the second leg gonna be real hot. <laughs> Can't wait to see that second leg. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, was not a stanky leg, not at all. <laughs> no, not even close. To no, this was thing. one hot leg. <laughs> uh, man, so 
But what what was your take across just across the the whole first leg? I mean, I think that we pay we paid attention to this a lot more than than last season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this was there was look first time NYCFC is in the playoffs. Just my mentality overall. Very nervous. Uh, Very. I'm for some reason I was really confident going into that knockout round. I'm like, we got a bye week, we good. Yeah. And then you see Toronto playing, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, why do we have to play them? And and this is part of what my argument is about sort of the the you know the standings uh, because we don't use tables here. Uh, the standings don't really dictate who the best team is at this moment right now. Yeah, I think I think that's very very clear because every team. I think what every team that had the that won the knockout game, yeah, won the first one, their right. first leg, yeah, and this is just part of that momentum carrying over, and and you it's know, it's almost like the playing the knockout round is an advantage. Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. unless you get an injury, which if you're NYCFC, you got an injury without playing him. Right? <laughs> Pirlo apparently, you know, uh, you know, it took a knock. A, uh, yeah, he had a calf uh, issue. Calf issue. And, uh, and Vieira had a brain issue uh, when he was setting up the lineup <laughs> and formation and tactics. But, um, you know, the rumor is that they had a, a players-only meeting after that. I mean, like, there's yeah, a we'll, lot. We'll, we'll talk we'll, about we'll that. We'll go but, through it. Let's go th- through it. Uh, but it, to talk about what you asked, uh, yeah. my general feeling was one of a high level of excitement and a high level of anticipation, but also uh, a little bit nervous. And I'm not a nervous guy. Nothing really makes me nervous. But I kind of, you could see the writing on the wall. All the home teams were winning. You know, none of the road teams were winning. None of the road teams were even scoring. You know, and you're like, oh, yeah. it, you know. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't too much optimism uh, as far as like for whatever team you support like I, I i think going into that first leg i don't know what team could have went in saying like we definitely got this there weren't any real it seems like matches like fc that. dallas fc did, dallas probably the got closest punched in the mouth should have had <laughs> most confidence maybe that that's what like w- w- worked against them you yeah know? like not uh, prepared for it <laughs> punched in the mouth like you just took a bite of a sandwich you know and you're just like man that's a good sandwich all of a sudden <laughs> You get walloped Why in the are mouth. You, what, is this a jackass video or bum fights? <laughs> oh, man. You know, they would not fight if they had sandwiches <laughs> on bum fights. Uh, remember they get they made that guy get the tattoo on his head? I didn't play the video for you. All right, we'll do it before the end of the, the thing. Okay, so let's start uh, with it, it, with the games in the order that they were played. Montreal uh, uh, against uh, the Red Bulls. The Red Bulls went uh, over to uh, Stadio yeah. Saputo. No one's Stadio. doing good in Canada. Uh, <laughs> Portland lost in Canada before the end of the season. Didn't make the playoffs. Uh, you know, Montreal wins uh, their their first match. Red Bulls go up there. Boom! They lose one nil. Yeah, on a on a a, a wonder strike, a, a golasso. What is French for golasso? Uh, I don't know. Golasso. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was Mancoso. It was just out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean uh, the striker you've always wanted. Yeah, overall, like the the Red Bulls seemed. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the last few weeks, look, they were uh, unbeaten in the last 20 matches. Which 20 I matches. I wasn't even aware of that. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Well, there's a lot of the way they play, they remind me a lot of Tottenham in that way, where, you know, they 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 don't, they play this, this a certain style that leads to a lot of draws. You know what I mean? You look, the the Red Bulls, uh, you, you sort of expected them to get a win here. Look, BW, BWP just gets the golden boot. Uh, he scores two goals the final game. They, they looked, uh, just incredibly optimistic uh, that, that they would get one here. I think we all said, I think we both agreed that they looked to be the hottest going in. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, they were the one with the highest percentage of, of winning the MLS Cup. That's so, right. That's right. You know, this this is a big, 
this is a big step back for them, but another team with, you know, a lot like NYCFC that had that bye week. Yeah. Well, it, it's impressive. I would say what's more impressive here is Montreal's defense to, to, to leave them scoreless, to leave the Red Bull scoreless. is That's not easy. So that's pretty impressive on, yeah. on, on their part. The fact that the Red Bulls couldn't score is probably, you know, obviously a little bit surprising. Yeah, uh, that's a notch on your belt for sure. So my... You know? Uh, uh, look, but look, they were laying their body on the line. You saw that block at the end of the match that a young go put on uh, on uh, uh, on BWP. I yeah. mean, he literally, and he was falling. You know, there's a lot of people when you see the inside the net cam, you could see him tripping. He threw his body just yeah <laughs> at the ball, and I'm like, that's what you do to he, win a match. He, he did almost like a Jimmy Superfly snooker jump <laughs> off the top <laughs> of the cage. The top, just, Even I know he that threw his arms up. I mean, it could have hit his hand. It would have yeah. been really bad. He actually looked at the crowd and swiped across his neck <laughs> before he did it. You you know, just to let him know this is over. This is his finishing move. It was incredible. And if you're if you're Montreal, BWP should have made that goal. Oh my! First of all, BWP could have sent that ball anywhere except across the floor, and yeah. it would have went in. But you got to give credit to to Ayongo because he knew. And same thing with Bush. Bush, when BWP sort of was in the clear, and he knew he was like, I've watched enough tape to know he's going to try to chip it over me. And he stood at the end of his box, and he and he did that. And it's like, there you go. It's the last body could have touched the ball with his yeah. hands. It's all. Well, these there the one thing I will say about Montreal is they were very prepared for this match. Yeah, it did look like it. And, and look, I I don't think they could have won this match without you know a, a, an amazing goal like yeah. like Mancuso. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. They needed something special. That should have been nil nil. That should have been nil nil. You're right. Exactly. I exactly. think you're right. I think you're right. I think they they got something special. And again, Piatti not not his best match ever, but he was playing at a very high level. And you know you got guys like Sasha Klesch and you got got Dax McCarty. You got you know bwp i know there's you know grella all these guys play an incredible level and you've got you know you know montreal just digging in and saying we're not gonna let you score here and you know look they're going they're going to rebel arena that's clearly a home field advantage for red bull there they love to play there they're gonna play really really well i'm sure they only want down one aggregate so i mean they have a really good chance to win but montreal plays parking the bus a bit We'll if see. You if send they, everyone it, at, look, at them. I mean, this. Is- I don't. I don't think Montreal can leave the Red Bull scoreless for two games in a row. I don't think that's going to happen. I, you know, I think Jesse Marsh is going to change whatever strategy he needs to to at least get one in. Uh, so. Well, look, I don't think they've walked into Montreal with a different strategy and they were able to hold him. It's different in their house. I agree with you. But I don't know that Jesse Marsh is all of a sudden going to say, you know, send the back line. I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I don't think he's going to put, you know, uh, 11 guys in front of the ball. I don't look, think that's going to happen. I, I, the Red Ten Bulls, men. the Red Bulls can easily put up two, two or three. You're right. Uh, on Montreal. But to, to Montreal's going to they're getting at least one goal. Do you think so? I, yeah, they definitely. Who do you are. think? Who do you, what do you think the final aggregate score is here? I'm going to go with uh, ag- aggregate. I'm going to say, you know, I, I, I don't even know that if it's going to be aggregate. I think it's going to go to extra time. Well, you so you think the aggregate will be tied? You think I think it'll be, it'll be tied, and then they're going to decide at extra time. And, 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 uh, either either it's going to Red Bulls going to win in extra time, uh, or or they're going to win in penalties. So I think, you think I Red Bull walks away? I think the Red Bull's going to win this one. I think Montreal, I think one one nil aggregate to Montreal is not a big enough. Lead. It's not enough. No, no it's not enough. I but so. I do think Montreal walks away with this. I think Montreal walks away with this. It may be penalties. It may be. It may not. But I think they walk away with a one goal cushion. I think they're going to be able to sort of withstand that 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 fire once again. And if anything, they're going to be able to match it. So I think they walk away two one. 
This is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. That's fair. I think they each score one goal. Uh, yeah, so I guess the aggregate would be three one, right? If they no, it's one, it's one nil, and I think they're each going to score one, so it'll be two one. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. So yeah. be, is, all right, that's fair. Although I would love to see penalties, I I, I always enjoy that as the second legs. Next up, uh, LA Galaxy against the uh, Colorado Rapids. Uh, LA again. This is another defensive match. You expect this from Colorado? I think the fewest goals against. Uh, yeah. In the league, I believe, or, or just or, or close to the bottom, uh, they a goal, a, a weird goal from uh, uh, you know G, uh, Gio Dos Santos, yeah, uh, basically an own goal for Axel Schuberg, bounce off of Schuberg's head and just kind of almost like a, a, a weird chip. Well, yeah, Giovinco seemed to try to catch Gio, it in uh, the, Dos Santos. Sorry, Jesus, uh, Gio <laughs> Dos Santos tried to catch it, try to catch like the open part of the net, which is shocking to see someone do that. BWP, you might want to take a mm-hmm. note. Uh, but Schuberg, who's been doing this all season, sort of uses his head to clear it. Um, just not high but enough. He, as opposed to clearing it behind, I guess he was scared of the pace of it. So he decided, I'm going to send it opposite to the opposite. But what it did was it sort of looped it. It chipped it into the top corner of the other side. And, you know, somebody posted on Twitter that I don't think you'll ever see a bunch of Americans cheering for Gio DeSanto scoring against him, Howard, again. You know, that, that's a little eerie. <laughs> uh, but if you're an LA Galaxy fan, this is part of that. You know, they say the magic of the FA Cup. This is the magic of the MLS playoffs. These are the things you need to win a, to win the cup. And, and you need these lucky breaks. Now, it may change. That may change when you go to Colorado. It's a different height. You're playing at a different, you know, uh, elevation. Colorado clearly knows how to play at home. I think this still goes to Colorado. I, I agree. I yeah. think Colorado, uh, they're going to figure out a way to do this. I mean, look, the, the goal was pretty lucky. Uh, and, Col- and they needed that. And defensively, they're so strong. They don't really make many defensive errors. Uh, you know, Axel, Axel Schuberg is also up for uh, Defender of the Year in the MLS. Uh, that's not by accident. He's a no. giant man. Uh, yeah. And look, I think LA got lucky to to win this one. I agree. I think LA is lucky. I think if you walked away with nil-nil, you'd have just as much confidence in Colorado. I still have that confidence in Colorado. I've never had confidence in Colorado ever before. This is the only time that I'm going to sit here and say that I, I, in fact, I'm willing to go on the line and say, you're going to see a goal out of Harrison or at least an assist out of Harrison. Okay. Well, I think these guys are going to be attacking. Jermaine Jones should be back also. Oh, that's right. By God, you know, he's going to be playing the whole match. Oh God. Yeah. He changes, he changes the game yeah. when he comes in. And that's really the, the their issues uh the issues for Colorado even throughout the year have never really been defensive issues. It's more uh, offensive. So and yeah, and he helps yeah. and he helps that and, and just to get that midfield up. Well, and that's the thing. He plays so much more further ahead that he is able to be sort of that that anchor man, you know, up top. Like he's able to, to like sit Will here. Will Ferrell. He's, he's Will Ferrell. He's Will Ferrell. Uh, <laughs> so he brings the dog with him and everything. So what I'm saying is like he's Colorado means whale's vagina. Yeah, you know that? Of course. I think we all know that. Uh, for those of us, it's, Col- it's Colorado if we're not being pretentious um, or if we are being pretentious. But uh, you, what you see what Jermaine Jones does is he's able to keep the ball way, way in the other team's 18. And and he's not afraid to track back where I forget the gentleman's name who uh, was up there before him. Uh, much more of a defensive lying back, protecting the back line. Jermaine Jones is now doing that. Jermaine Jones is forcing pressure on the back line and against, uh, you know, an older back line. You know, we saw some fancy footwork out of, uh, you know, Van Damme and everything. But uh, 
with an older backline like they have, I think that that puts too much pressure on him. I think Jermaine Jones does exactly what he does. Every time he comes on the match, he changes it. He did it for he did it for uh, New England. He's doing it for uh, for Colorado. I think they walk away with this. Yeah, LA has to figure out uh, so defensively, so uh, how to how to handle Colorado's uh, defense and. They also, in the second leg, Steven Gerrard might be making a return. Robbie Keane may start. Uh, they need Robbie Keane. If Robbie Keane comes in, that'll help you know even yeah. out what Jermaine Jones is doing. But so, so, yeah. anyone but Gordon. Uh, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. Uh, <laughs> next up. You're big on the comic book references today. <laughs> what happened? You nerd out this weekend? Next up, TFC, Toronto FC against NYCFC. Let's uh, not talk about it. <laughs> so uh, this was, uh, look, we're NYCFC fans. This was a game, I mean, first, uh, first playoff game for NYCFC. Uh, they end up losing this one 2-0. Uh, and yeah, we have lots of opinions on this match. Look, the first thing we need to talk about is the the, the, the starting line, lineup. The lineup, yes. The starting lineup and the tactics. Now, let's just say without going into a lot of individual detail, they came out very defensive, and that was their game plan. That's not going to work with David Villa. Now, he put in Vieira, put in uh, you know, Steven Mendoza and kept them in for the for the entire match because he's the pace. So you're saying this is how we're going to spring into attack. Matarita comes forward, who's your left back, your your midfielder, your left midfielder which would be in this case, you know, I know they don't play the they play a 4-3-3, so he's a bit more forward. But you you've got you've got uh, Mendoza up there, so you've got two Pacey on the left, and that's how you're going to be able to counter. And he's playing very defensively now. For everyone who sits there and says, "I don't know why he would do that," think about where Vieira's done in his career. He's never played in a playoff match, but what he has played is in Champions League. And what do you do when you go on the road to a tough match? You know, you're playing you're you're an English team, and you're going to you know a uh, Bulgaria or or Romania or or one of these tough like you know just the, you may be better than the club that, that you're facing but you know it's going to be intimidating what you do is you say I'm going to go there and I'm going to play defensively because you know they're 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 at home and they're going to be playing very forward we're going to play defensively and then that we're going to be able to secure less you know uh, we're going to be able to secure a better a better, a better aggregate score going back home yeah clearly what he was trying to do so everyone who's like what's he trying to do why is he playing this way he's not an mls guy okay and that's not bit us in the ass until right now probably the worst time to bite (laughs) us in the ass but it bit us in the ass finally and here's the moment i don't disagree completely i wouldn't have done it that way though well let's let's we talked about the lineup the lineup the biggest changes josh saunders the starting goalkeeper started 33 matches uh for the team this wasn't his first start for eric johansson eric johansson eric johansson so he uh he played in the final Final match, and he uh, looked great. And he looked great. So, he looked better than Josh Saunders. So they brought they brought him in uh, for for the NYCFC's first playoff game. And I'm just saying whether it's right or wrong it was a very bold decision. Is we, it? You play the hot hand. The guy's six foot eight. All he has to do is lean to one side and he covers the. <laughs> entire he did goal make goal. some big saves. Uh, and uh, look, I, I would say that the issue was uh, the, the the he he's not the reason NYCFC lost. No, without a doubt. But here's the thing, and here's where I'll agree with you. If the reason why he was put in is because of how stoic and comfortable he is playing out of the back, why bring him into a match where you don't play out of the back? I mean, they tried. They I mean, tried. barely. That clearly wasn't clearly wasn't the the main goal of the of that. But he didn't make any mistakes uh, getting the ball out of the back. Let, no, let's, let's, no, we didn't. So, the, 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 but it wasn't really our tactic in that match. The the we're playing Route One, which I'm fine with if that's what you're saying. You know, this is what we need to do to win on the road against a clearly look very big, very I, high I, level competitor. I, I would say the bigger uh, impact was the fact that Andrea Pillow 
injured, did not play this game. We found out that he wasn't, wasn't going to play just a couple, maybe an hour or two before the match. Yeah. So that was a big surprise. And the the, the choice to replace him uh, was Mikey Lopez. Oh, and, I mean... And he... Look, he's, he is not Andrea Pirlo. We know that. No. No, he's not. And... Look, you, I don't I, even think he's an MLS player. No offense to him. I, I think the... My guess of what Vieira's strategy was was especially without Pirlo, we're not going to have a uh, a, you know a a, a cohesive sort of midfield, a a, a particularly strong offense. There's not going to be you know that playmaker in the middle of the in the middle of the pitch. So, but we have other options. But but regardless if we have other options, I think his choice was let us. We only need one. We let's only bunker need, down. Yeah, we only need one goal. So let's focus more defensively. And Mikey Lopez, out of all the choices, is a much better defensive. Is a much midfielder. better defensive midfielder. You're right, but here's where you're wrong. We have this guy that we're paying seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to, that has not played, but played pretty Me- good Medi in Bellucci. Mexico. You're talking about Medi Bellucci, right? Medi Bullhog <laughs> Bellucci. I mean, getting, yes, first I'm, of all, can the guy score a wonder goal? He has. Okay, took his shirt off. Great six pack. I'm not going to argue <laughs> with the guy. Yeah. Here's what here's what I'm talking about. First of all, Medi Bellucci, a great midfielder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the most defensive midfielder, so he probably wouldn't have fit in that match. But good on the ball. Great on the ball. Okay. Uh, how about? We have his autograph. We one of us has his hat. How about mix, goddamn discarude, yeah. huh? What about this is the moment? And also, if you want to sell this guy, this is the moment you bring him in. If you want to get rid of mix discarude, you bring him in now. He plays well. You're gonna sit him. You're not going to create a controversy. You're going to sit him back down for Pirlo. But he can walk away. Him and his agent can walk away and say, "Look, when we had the chance, look how great we looked. All we need is the opportunity to start." Yeah. If he looked terrible, you say, see, that's why we didn't play him this entire time. Right now, M- Mikey Lopez is the scapegoat for this entire match. And Vieira, when this is your moment, you have nothing to lose if you're Vieira and you put Mix Discarud in. Nothing to lose. The guy likes to play defensively now. He's t- he's learned to do that. And you know he's good enough to spring the attack. I, I Yeah, I think that uh, just tell me that wasn't a better option. Look, mix hasn't mix hasn't don't, played. Don't it's a yes or no question. <laughs> no, I don't. Not, I don't look. You is think it a, it's not? Is it a better? He played option? in Mexico. What do you mean he hasn't played? No, it, he played more recently than Mikey Lopez. No, he Mikey, started Mikey more Lopez recently. Lopez also played in. That but game. He, I'm saying he started more recently than Mikey Lopez, or just as recently. Yeah, I, as Mikey I don't Lopez. think, uh, given uh, the little playing time mix Discrude has had this season, I do not think it is a better option. It is an option. It is a valid one. The guy was a national team player. I don't think it's a better option. No, as far as the chemistry with the team. It's it's, oh, this it's, is it's a risky move. He used to be it's a risky. national team player. It's riskier than having Mikey. I I completely I I, I mean I beyond all. wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> it's riskier. I, but also I don't I but don't also, think, like, I don't think Mikey was the best option. That's this, all I'm saying. This was a lose lose for Mikey Lopez. A lose lose. He wasn't all of a sudden going to become this incredible scorer. He wasn't going to be this this stalwart in the defense. Yeah. We knew what we were getting with Mikey Lopez. We knew exactly what we were getting with Mikey Lopez. Mix Discarude. That's the play. That's the guy you put out there. You have a higher ceiling, a better chance of winning the match. And if it goes bad, you go, see, told you. 
He can't even help us when we need him. And that's it. <laughs> maybe. Uh, look, all right. That's, that's, uh, look, uh, we, not maybe. An, anything could have happened. Alexis, you're right, a Alexis. A anything could have Thank you so much for doing Viera, this podcast Viera, with me. Look, we, because Viera, then the fans get to listen to reason. Vieira made the choices that he made for whatever reasons he made them. I think, I think you changing, aren't angry enough. I think <laughs> him, honestly, I, I would, I would say changing keeper. Is was the bad move, regardless of Johan? Would would uh, Josh Anders have affected that that result positively but, in any way, shape, or form? It's yes or no question. Would he have effect, look? Would he have made the? It's a yes or no question. Ma ma made the no. saves? No, I think he would have. I think I know. I think uh, Johan, the change of changing your keeper in in the, the the club's first playoff match affects the psyche of all the players. So I would say yes, it would have affected it, it uh, not as negatively as uh, Johansson. If this player meeting was because they feel that there are better directed defensively when Josh Saunders is back there, then I'll agree with you. But I highly doubt that's the case when defensively they've been pretty terrible all season. I don't think I don't think Johansson has done anything negative. Now, again, this is simply from watching. But, the players themselves may decide differently. And you might be right. I'll give you that. But I think you're wrong. I think the players only meeting was like, well, we, we didn't play to our strengths and what's going on. And I think I think if Villa was a part of it, he stands up and says, one, he's the gaffer. You listen to him. Two, it's our fault, not his. We play better. Three, I don't know why he took Villa off. Well, again, this is Villa in this scenario. So I don't know why he took me <laughs> off. But you got to be. Villa speaks in the third person. Right. Via love speaking to the third person, <laughs> huge egomaniac. Uh, but you know, you got to support the guys that are out there. We play as a club, we lose as a club. What has their logo been this entire season? We are one. That's their slogan, I should say. That's it's been their slogan this entire season. We are one. You got to play with the eleven men you have out there. I would not have chosen those eleven men, but I would have chosen Eric Johansson. I one hundred percent would have chosen him because from what I saw in that last match, I'm like, that's the guy. That's your keeper of the future right there. Let him go out there in those playoffs. That's nah, a risky move. Eh? No, you. I don't think you're thinking strategically at all. You're not thinking about mix strategically you're sitting you're you're picking scared that's what you're doing and that's not what you do you go out there balls to the wall but, but clearly Vieira made the wrong decision yeah and you're defending every one of those decisions except eric johansson no, no, no. It's not about defending his decision. It's I, I don't think Mikey Lopez was the best choice. Uh, I understand because the, 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 the strategy was to play a more defensive game. And who else besides Mikey Lopez would you have faith in to play, you know, 80, 90 minutes? I just said mix. I no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think no, I just don't think uh, defensively. If the strategy is let's play defensively, I don't think it's mix that you want okay. over Mikey. But especially even... given the fact that mix has played so little this season, that's oh, I'm not saying that mix is not a better player than Mikey, but given the fact that he has no faith from the gaffer. Why would he put him in that situation? I don't disagree with you there, but I think hindsight is 2020. And I think if we go back, I think nine out of 10, if you're an NYCFC fan and you're listening to this, let us know what you would do. Maybe we'll put this up on Twitter. I think nine out of 10, I think that's how big of a number would have chosen mix over Mikey. In fact, I'm willing to say nine and a half out of 10. I think if a hundred people answered 95 would say they would pick mix over, over Mikey. No. And I bet you Mikey would even be like, yeah, mix probably should have been in there. I don't think you, I don't think you're, you're looking at it in the sense because you have to understand understand you have to turn defense into offense you have to go from defending to attacking and Mikey cannot do that he can help defensively he may have the high ratio higher but I think mix would have been just as effective as a, a defender as what we saw but still would have been even better on the attack but my judgment 
uh, of Vieira's decisions. I'm not defending. I I don't think I'm 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 not defending the strategy to play that match that that way. I don't think they should have. So then, mix is a better choice. They should have played to get a goal. They should have played a little, especially towards the end when they when they took Vieira off. They. They were not playing to get a goal. They were just playing to get that tie, that nil-nil tie. Even bring out the WM. Bring that back out. You know, the 3-5-3. Three, three, yeah, the, there right? was almost no offense. 3-4-3. Uh, uh, three, three. Uh, there was almost no offense in that, in that the three, match. Five, they, uh, just uh, Villa, uh, he ended up with 30 touches in, in the match, which is uh, apparently he's only had uh, 30 touches or less only six times this season. So he barely saw the ball. Barely saw the ball. And that, and that, that look, it's because the, the midfield couldn't get the ball to him. There wasn't... The, Where was Tommy? The, uh, yeah. Where's Tommy, Tommy Turner? There were, there were so many other options. He was like looking for a burner. <laughs> Uh, uh, Mikey shouldn't have been the one there. I'm not. I'm just saying it's. It shouldn't have been mixed. That that that's what I'm saying. But a, a more offensive-minded player who has played with the team regularly this season should have been. There. Yeah, but then you don't have any cover for your defense. So you, you got to have a guy like Mix that can play both ways. Mix is now your de facto box-to-box guy. We don't have a box-to-box look, guy. Mix is not even part of the equation. He's not. He's he not was playing. there in Mexico. This is when you bring him <laughs> he's in. He's not playing. He's not playing. Uh, so uh, so if you didn't realize it, uh, they gave. Gave up a late goal as well, so it's two nil down to Toronto. Yeah, what are you thinking about the next leg? I'm because like imagine I'm it wasn't not. Angelina Jolie. This is now <laughs> Kathleen Turner wearing this dress. It is one ugly leg, and I have a feeling the other one's going to be just as ugly. It's a fair. It's a good <laughs> chance. It's probably going to be the, the just other leg as ugly. Uh, I don't think I don't think a beautiful leg is hiding <laughs> behind that dress. Look, I think it's going to take something absolutely magical from NYCFC. I I do think three nil. I don't see how they're going to not allow a go. I just don't. 3 0, 4 1. And if we're pushing to play offensively, look, do we have the firepower? Have we been able to get these types of um, you know, results in the, in the past? 100%. Do we have the capability on paper to do it? And again, that's Lampard starting, which looks like he's going to have to. And that's Pirlo starting, which you hope he's healthy. With those three players, Pirlo, Villa, and Lampard starting, do we have the firepower on paper to do it? The answer is yes. I think you agree. Yes, I do. Now, in real time, the fact that we're going to have to play so offensively now is going to leave us open on the counter, which even on, not even on the counter, just on the just on the turn from defending to attacking that Toronto is going to do. Having players like Bradley, having players like Jovinko and having players like Altidore who are all playing at the peak of their level right now. They're all consistent. They're all hot right now. And they're going to be coming into a very tiny pitch where they can shoot from pretty much the other end and make it. I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to think. I think we're going to be out there. We're going to be cheering. We're going to be going nuts. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great, it's uh, going to be fun time. But yes, uh, I, I don't see how they're going to not allow a goal. I think it ends up being. I think it's going to end up being a two-one win for NYCFC and then a loss on aggregate. Yeah, that, that's. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. If it look, if it's three one, I'm still walking like, look, away. They excited. did. They, they did. What? They, we uh, last year it was a four four draw. So it's not like they can't put any. Uh, oh, they can put the points they up. Can, they can. Put can the, they stop? They the can they stop? Yeah. yeah, that's really going to be the the concern. It's going to be really tough. I mean, it's going to take uh, uh, just like calm and poised uh, and focused defending. Uh, from Chanel, I'm very, I'm confident in in, in Chanel. Um, I'm confident in in Briant. I'm confident in R.J. Allen. Yeah, I, he I, didn't get torched as much. No, the, defensively, 
Look, I think that the team can play defense. I think NYCFC is a is a pretty tough defensive team as far as like either one on one and 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 throwing, knowing sort of where to position themselves. But it, it's those mistakes that they just yeah either playing out of the back like Mat, the the reason the second goal happened was because of Matahrita. The, the reason the first goal happened was just Bravo not clearing the ball. Like just all he had to do was take a one little extra touch to just to you know get out of the way of any of the uh, you know uh, uh, Toronto players and you know that that game could have ended nil nil with you know easily yeah. so it is just the, the that concentration and that focus to not make mistakes defensively like yeah. I, and not even just the, the like when the other team has the ball it's like they make the more they make more problems you know they have more problems when they have the ball they make defensive issues when yeah you're right they have the ball Matarita looked terrible all match and I, I think he's I think he's uh you know smart enough of a player to to come back stronger. Um and maybe maybe the pressure of the moment got to everyone. You know, Steven Mendoza looked lost out there. I don't know why. I don't know how this is possible, but every time Steven Mendoza or David Villa had the ball, there were four defenders around them. Where's everyone else? Yeah. Where is everyone else? It looked bad. All of a sudden we don't know how to but, space we don't have space but in again, anymore. I, I think it was because the the, the purpose of that that match was not to win. I get. That, no, you're that, right. That, that's why I think we're they playing were prevent defense. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's you're why right. there were so you're many right. people. Were, they, uh, so well, then I'm angry. Who are you angry at most? You. <laughs> <laughs> that was too fast. That was too fast. You. And, uh, you didn't see his eyes, folks. He had honor and truth in his eyes. That was way too fast. Uh, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm upset with Vieira. I think it was just a poor. Um, uh, a poor. It was poor strategy. It was poor what? planning. Uh, you know, I, I. I don't think he. They, they, yeah, they didn't play to get that Jack. one goal. Jack could have had that one goal. Jack, that yeah. would have changed everything. Even when Kyrie got in there, there was a, a, a couple more Look, chances. Kyrie's super sub now. Yeah. Kyrie looking good. But you know what you do? You bring Kyrie in, put him in the right, make Jack go left. And I know that's not Jack's best, but it switches it up for the defenders. Show them something else. Jack has the footwork to be able to handle because he roams and keep Via in. They should have done more uh, uh, offensively minded changes and 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 just have a have a stronger offensive strategy. It should have been done at the half too. That, it shouldn't just, have come I mean, back even in. for all these first legs, I think all the teams should have tried to make it a a, a bigger priority to to. Score. I mean, yeah. to score one, they just needed every team needed one. Yeah, it would have been. It would have changed. The, it changes everything. An away goal changes everything. Exactly, and that's. Uh, and Vieira knows that. Yeah, and and they and none of them uh, played sort of with that uh, real aggression to get no. that, that one goal. It was playing safe, and I, that that exactly. never works. And well, I mean, look, it works sometimes, but it's it's okay. not going to work in the MLS. And, and it's, uh, speaking of uh, definitely not playing it safe, Seattle. Uh, against FC yeah. Dallas, uh, the <laughs> I mean, this was a debaucherous match. <laughs> I, it was hard to watch. I mean, it's very surprising from FC Dallas. Uh, they have not looked this bad. Almost, I mean, there, I think there was one game against Seattle where they gave up, I think, three or four. But I mean, I, I think also NYCFC beat them, and and they looked kind of bad. No, yeah. I, uh, that was a draw. That, that was, was a draw. Two draw. Uh, but FC Dallas uh, losing uh, 3-0. 3-0 to the Seattle Sounders. Uh, there was a seven-minute stretch in the second half where Seattle absolutely Scored went, all three goals. Scored all three goals. They went off. They yeah. went buck. And uh, look, the, 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 the first goal, Nelson Valdez again, uh, another header. Just uh, across and, and that head's not just for that beautiful head of hair, my friend. <laughs> uh, and and he puts it in, goes over the keeper, puts it right in. Uh, look, a, a, a mistake, and you could sort of get 
Past it, look. If, if the FC Dallas goes into the second leg down one nil aggregate, that's you can live with that. That's yeah, who cares? Perfectly fine. You, you can, have FC Dallas. Yeah, you can you can make it right. But three uh, nil is a tough. Two more to goals uh, just within the in the next few minutes uh, from Ladero. And look, and I, I, after after look after they were down one nil, it, it did look like they were pressing up a little bit more, and Ladero burned them because of this it. is the thing about Ladero. Look, he's only been here half a season. Man, the impact he's had. And I was watching something about Football Manager the other day, and they were saying that MLS clubs are big on on reaching out to them and, and trying to find out because now they're you know Football Manager is now a massive database on players, bigger than most scouting uh, you know scouts have for yeah. their own clubs. Um, you know, put Ladera up there and find out who's comparable and go get yourself a guy like that. Because, I mean, look, he's Uruguayan. That's part of the reason why I'm so proud of him. But the other part is like, what a, what an incredible ability to just never stop finding a, an option on the attack. Yeah. He will find, look, they may not always seal it, but let me tell you, Ladero and, and, and Jordan Morris together, that is going to be dangerous for however long Ladero stays here. Isn't Ladero kind of reminds me of like a, I mean, maybe this may be too big praise, but like a young Iniesta, like he, he just, he's like kind of knows where to be? He's like an Argentinian. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's a bit more aggressive and a bit more rough around the edges. Exactly. But I think you're right. He reminds me of like Riquelme, who's who's like Riquelme. Riquelme. Sorry. Uh, he well, he kills me. Uh, I, was that pretentious that I corrected yeah. you? On no, but you were right. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it reminds me of someone like him. He reminds me of 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 something of something that I think the Uruguay national team needs actually at the moment is is just someone who's just out there just pinging these passes yeah. into open Can't spaces, play, just poised, and he, he he's good with the ball. He can, and he says yes, pace, and his, and he finds he finds people. He's, right? He actually said something in an interview a long time. He's, you know, and he takes it from Maradona. Maradona said that soccer is essentially when you don't have the ball, you need to find yourself open space, campo. You know, go out there and find yourself some campo. That's mm-hmm. exactly what he does. He puts himself in a position that makes it easier for everyone to pass to him, and he has the vision and the follow through to be able to get these perfect passes to everyone. That's perfect for someone like Jordan Morris to learn from. And they're playing at a, at a level where they're like, look, no one wanted us here we fired our coach no one thinks we're going to do anything let's just go out there and put it all put it all on the line leave it all and they are leaving it all on that pitch and it's beautiful to watch unless you're an fc dallas fan (laughs) yeah i mean uh oscar uh, pareja the 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 coach for fc dallas is i mean shocked i mean there's no way he look he he said after the uh, after the match that they're just the seattle Sounders were just much 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 better but it's look for the for for seven fc dallas was a great Team up until those last the, the seven minutes, at, you know, the beginning of the second half. So it is. Uh, I, I this is an incredible mountain to climb. I don't. I don't think FC Dallas is going to get out from a, a three zero aggregate uh, being down. This is. Gonna, I I don't think so either. I, I don't see. Look, how. if there's any team that could do it in this in this league, I think it's FC Dallas or Toronto. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but I think FC Dallas is more than capable of getting over it, but not against a team playing like Seattle's playing right now. Yeah. You better hope that heat is blasted on high when you get down to, to Texas. Texas, you better hope it's humid and disgusting. I know it's not right now, but you know you better hope out of somewhere that they're just they're uncomfortable. Somehow. And you got to find a way. And you know what? If you are a fan of FC Dallas and you are not at this match, don't talk to me because this is your moment. Same thing goes for NYCFC. Same thing goes for Colorado. This is the moment where you need to be there. And for ninety minutes, it's your job to root your boys on. Because let me tell you something: FC Dallas is going to need that when they get back. NYCFC is going to need that when they get back. And 
Colorado is definitely 100% going to need that. Put the joints down. Put your vape pens down. <laughs> put your pyramid whatever vaporizer down. This is it. Get your asses out there and chant and sing and go nuts because your guys need you right now. Yeah. So uh, the Sunday, the second leg, uh, you know, of all the matches. Uh, Let's I mean, hope you all get an Angelina, not a Kathleen. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be great. I mean, all the all the matches uh, start uh, what time? Two two o'clock Eastern time. Uh, the first one, Colorado and LA Galaxy, from till two four six thirty and nine o'clock. One of your teams is playing. Oh yeah, so, and you know Leslie Jones is gonna be there talking about bodies. <laughs> so get your ass out there and watch that. Match. How great was that? This this watched that, all of MLS playoffs. Yeah, Leslie Jones. You know, you someone who she just discovering soccer. It's like a a, a baby sort of tasting <laughs> lemon for the first time. Right. You know, it's like those videos. They're like, what is? Yeah, this is going on. So it's just been great to watch her, a fellow comedian, and watch her sort of experience the game. Uh, uh, you know, like as probably not for the best reasons, but still, she's here. Still great. There was yeah. a, my favorite one was uh, she was watching NYCFC against Toronto when Kyrie came in, yeah, and she was just like, "Oh, really? Yeah. So you just sh- you just you sit take down off one hot ass dude for another hot ass dude? Okay, badass. I, I see how you do it, MLS. Yeah, but she said it with more swears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot more. <laughs> but it was great. But this is exactly what you want to see when as a soccer fan this is what i what we want to see is people enjoying the sport for whatever reason yeah uh, so whatever reason <laughs> yeah, brings you to the match one viewer she's she's watching the game however you know some people watch the game with a couple beers yeah, some, some people, with family some some with family so, and but clearly leslie with her vibrator yeah, she's yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just, just enjoy, enjoying herself <laughs> yeah yeah and hey uh we want you to have fun we never thought of the mls as a reason to get off but go for it go for it yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. I feel bad about the song Come On New York now <laughs> with Leslie now. Yeah, she might take it a little too literally. A little too literally. <laughs> Squirt on New yeah. York. <laughs> Get yourself a new rug. <laughs> uh, God, uh, what a wonderful, you know, and hey, if Leslie, if you're listening to this, come watch the match with us, Section 238. Yeah, we, you'll have a great time. So uh, it's going to be fun. Sunday is the next one. Uh, I hope you guys had fun uh, listening to this episode. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, again, we do this every single week. And email Tell us if, uh, you know, we said something that, uh, you know, you have a question about one of the games. You're Agree, said, disagree. Disagree, yeah. Uh, email us and uh, also if you want. Uh, or we, tweet at us. We're at Soccer Cooligans. We have uh, some stickers if you want to, uh, you know, some Cooligans stickers. You want one, just email us. Tell You know, let us know about your, your playoff team, uh, how they're doing, and what you think their chances are. And uh, and we'll send you a sticker. Yeah, we'll get some stickers out to you. Again, we are the Cooligans. We can, you can find us at SoccerCooligans.com, Soccer Cooligans on all social media. Email us soccercooligans at gmail.com my name is Alexis my name is Christian your name is Christian Polanco Christian Polanco I am Alexis Guerreros dímelo pariguayo ay mismo coño <laughs> la vega anyway uh, if you need anything from us all you have to do is click listen and what you would be listening to is the Cooligans